Hey hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I am here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and drink the Kool-Aid with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Huns to Humans. I'm Danielle. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor. And um, we are here today to talk with um, Elizabeth, which is our pseudo name for today. And Elizabeth was in Beachbody, Plexus, Mary Kay, and um, a jewelry company. And I already forgot the name. What was it again? <laughs> Premier Designs Jewelry. Yes, that one. So <laughs> go ahead and jump in and start telling us your story. Yeah, so I started two days after I graduated from college. I started in Premier Designs Jewelry. I had my opening show. Um, I had been doing parties for quite a while with the gal that I signed up under. Um, but it even kind of goes back to high school because when I was in high school, um, I got invited to a jewelry party. My mom hosted one and, uh, we literally sat with the premier designs lady for, I don't know, an hour, more than an hour talking about how the company works, what the compensation plan is, all that stuff. And it ended. And she was like, so do you want to sign up? And I was like, well, I'm 17. You have to be 18. She's like, oh, that's good to know. And then even before that with Mary Kay, um, a friend of mine's mom sold Mary Kay and she invited me for a facial thinking that I was already 18. Um, so I went out to the facial and, um, we ended up, it ended up being like one of those big meetings with all like the directors in the area and all of their huns underneath them. Yeah. And at the end of it, she was like, does anybody want to hear about the business opportunity and entrepreneur, like entrepreneurial things have always ticked boxes in my brain. Um, it's how I was raised. My dad was an entrepreneur. Like it, it, it has always ticked the boxes for me. So I was like, yeah, I would love to hear it. Just explain it to me. So she spent, spent, I don't know how many minutes explaining it. And then at the end, she was like, well, do you want to sign up? And I said, well, I can't right now. I lied. And I was like, well, I can't right now. Um, I'd have to talk to my parents about it. You know, I'm getting ready to go off to college. I don't want to, you know, I didn't want to tell her I wasn't 18 because technically you had to be 18 to be at the event and she was like well okay that's fine well we're leaving now anyway so we went outside and she was like hey do you want to ride in a pink Cadillac and I was like what she was like yeah we can go go for a quick ride in my pink Cadillac and you can see what it's really like to be a Mary Kay lady and that really stuck out to me because I was like well shoot she won like she earned a car that's pretty cool yeah 
So it started back in high school. I started, and those were the two companies that I, I mainly focused on because they both made 50% commission. And that was really cool to me. I was like, okay, well, they're making 50%. And I, I'm a numbers girl too. So I was like, 50% is bigger than any of the other numbers that I've heard from any of the other companies. So when I was in college, um, I was already married and I was pregnant. I found out that I was having a girl the day before my premiere party, like my premiere opening party or whatever. So I was pregnant. I was, you know, getting ready to start life. And I was like, I'm going to start in a direct sales company because I'm really good with people. Um, I always have been. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to start in this company. So I had my open show and it was one of those, my husband, I was asked talking to him about it. And I was like, Hey, can I do this? Which I don't have to ask his permission for anything. Like <laughs> that makes it sound like I have to ask his permission. I don't, but I want to have his opinion on things. Right. Right. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't know that it's actually going to be really good. Like, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, just keep me in the loop. I was like, all right, cool. So I did it. And with Premiere, it was nice because, well, first off, it was a Christian company uh, or it was a faith-based company, I guess is how I should say it. Um, And at the time I was devout Christian and I was like, yes, it's a Christian company. They donate a bunch of their proceeds to missionaries around the world. I'm helping people. Like that was the big thing that they pushed was you're helping so many people, not just the people that you get into the company, but you're also helping these missionaries over here that we donate to. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I was making a difference doing that. Um, But you didn't have to carry inventory because every, like they strongly suggested you don't carry inventory actually, which was nice. Um, But I still got myself into trouble because I got their company credit card because I wanted some jewelry samples and this was my only job. So I was like, I'm going to get the company credit card. I'm not going to tell my husband about it. And I'm just going to buy some jewelry and, and just have samples on my table for people to try on for me to show. It'll be great. It'll be fine. I'll pay it off. No problem. It'll be fine. So I got the company credit card and they gave me like a $2,000 limit, something like that. Well, I maxed that out in like six months and they were like, oh, well, you're fine. You know, you've paid all your bills on time. You can totally. So they increased it to 7,000 and I was like, okay, I can do this is cool. Well, then they had their summer, um, rally their like big convention during the summer. Yep. And the, my upline was all gung ho about, you've got to go to rally. You've got to go to rally. You've got to go to rally because that's where you meet the missionaries And you'll see the difference that you're making if you go to rally. So I use that credit card to go to rally. And I use that credit card to buy all of the new jewelry because you get a discount when you go. And obviously if there's a discount involved, you got to buy it. Right. Right. Of course. So so it was like, I don't know, a thousand dollars worth of jewelry that I still have sitting in a box underneath my bed right now. It's like, I kicked it the other day. I stubbed my toe on it and I was like, ah, this stupid jewelry is still in my house. So, um, I was in that and it was, it was really one of those, 
looking back, I can see how brainwashing it was. Yeah. Because it was very much like they started and ended the day with prayer and there were worship songs all throughout it. And you got to meet the missionaries and, oh, look at the difference you're making. Like, and then they told like the missionary stories. They're like, because of this jewelry company, we were able to send this much money to these people and this is what they did with it. And it was really, it was, it was almost like a church service when the missionaries come and they're like, oh, look what your funding has helped us do. And now that I'm, I'm not even in religion anymore. Like, I feel like a big part of me converting out of my religion even was the MLMs because it was so, it was so brainwashing. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, it was so everything was the religion and everything was the MLM and it just, yeah. yeah. So that's like the scary part about it. like so mm-hmm. many of these companies like take religion into it too and like kind of prey yeah. on those communities. Mm-hmm. And yep. I noticed a lot of them except especially companies based in the south have a lot of that um yes. religion tie-in. And mm-hmm. then it's like where does religion end and the cults begin? And it's exactly very scary. Mm hmm. Well, and it's funny because Premier Designs, they actually had to close the company last year, mm-hmm. um, which I was I had mixed feelings about because it, like, I was just getting into the anti MLM stuff last year. Um, and I had all these friends that used to be in Premier and they were like, oh, it's so sad. The company's the company's closing their doors. And it was really it was odd, too, because like, especially one of my friends who'd been in it for 15, 20 years, she kind of put a, it's all your fault for not buying jewelry kind of spin to it. It was really weird. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a big oof. I saw that post and I was like, "Ah, oh, sweetheart, I hope you see this again in your memory someday. I'd be like, oh no, what have I done? Yeah. But, and it was, it was also really weird because all the friends that I used to have in Premiere we're jumping ship out of Premiere and getting into different MLMs. And I was like, no, don't do that. So it was, it was interesting. But um, when I got out of Premiere, um, I was in it for three years and I managed to keep up with the minimum payments on that $7,000 credit card debt. I was just making minimum payments every month because I was just doing enough parties to make that minimum payment. And that was it. Thankfully, I don't know how I didn't get consumed by the interest charges on those things because the interest on those is ridiculously high. Yeah. I don't know how I was doing it. Like looking back, I'm like, I don't know how I was managing to stay above water on that thing for so long. But it finally got to the point and I was hiring, like, I felt like I needed to be better. I felt like I always needed, like, I felt like there was something missing with me. So I ended up hiring a business coach, one of the MLM coaches. um, And it was stupid expensive. And it was way more than I should have ever paid for anything like that. And I was having a meeting with her one day and I was like, I think I just need to quit the company. And she's like, well, what makes you think that? And I was like, well, and I had not told anyone about the credit card debt no one not a soul not my husband like nobody knew they all thought I was doing okay because I posted all online oh it's great it's doing fantastic 
So yeah. I feel like they really like I was I was I was playing the good girl. <laughs> to, yeah. Yep. I was I was I was pretending to be this great jewelry lady and I wasn't. I really wasn't. So I told her, you know, I've got this credit card debt and I'm barely making minimum payments on it and I can't I I don't have any parties on my books for next month. I don't know how I'll be able to make that minimum payment. And so she was like, well, what does your husband think? I was like, well, my husband doesn't know because I've been too scared to tell him because I feel like an idiot because I did this, you know, and she's like, we'll talk to him and find out. So I cried the entire drive home and I got home and obviously my husband was like, well, you know, what's, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? And I was like, well, I have something to tell you. And we were in the process of trying to start looking for our own house at that point. And he was, you know, I, I said, you know, I've done something stupid. And he's like, well, what'd you do? You know, what's wrong? And I told him, I was like, I got the premier credit card and I didn't tell you about it. And I maxed it out and I, I don't have the money to pay for it. And he's like, okay, well, how much is it? I was like, it's $7,000. And he was, I, my husband is the best man in the entire world. I swear he's so good. And he was like, it's okay. He's like, we've got more than enough in savings. Like we've got enough in savings. I'll just pay it off completely. And you just have like, because you want to move because I, it was me pushing to get out of the, the rental that we were in. Mm -hmm. Um, he was like, because you want to move, if you want to move, you have to get, you know, a real job and, you know, then we can, then we can still keep looking for a house. Otherwise you're going to have to just, you know, all thoughts of getting a house are out until we can, you know, find another source of income to replace the $7,000 that we're paying off this credit card debt. So, you know, that's fine. That's fine. So I got a job. I got a real job. And he paid off that credit card debt and I was done with Premiere. And it was probably three years that I spent between Premiere and Mary Kay. And during that time, I was still supporting all my friends that were in MLM. I was still, you know, also let me know if I'm talking too much and you won't have any questions or anything. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're doing great. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So between that time, I was still supporting all my friends in MLMs. I was you know, buying Mary Kay makeup. I was buying, you know, all this stuff from my friends. Um, I bought some it work stuff from somebody that is still sitting in my cabinet six years later. I don't even know how good that stuff, how long that stuff lasts. Probably not probably very go, long. I was going to say, I should probably, I should probably toss that. <laughs> that's like part of it too, is that I'm usually most of the products don't last very long. So like you mm -hmm. have to keep buying them because the expiration right. are so quick. Yes. Yes. So I was buying stuff from friends. So I ended up, um, I've always been a bigger girl and I've always wanted to be a smaller girl, but it's never happened. So I ended up, uh, one of my friends lost like a hundred pounds doing beach body. And I was like, girl, that looks intense. And I'd always done like P90X and insanity, but I bought them when they were like, like, on television, like when they were, you know, late right. night TV ads. So I, I bought the DVDs back when they were still on TV and not like Beachbody technically. I think they, they were Beachbody, but it wasn't an MLM at that point or something like right. that. I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah, no, you're right. It wasn't an MLM then. 
Right. So I had all the stuff and I was like, well, girl, I could do the workouts. Like I have the workouts. I don't need the, the all pass access or whatever, but, um, I would love to try the Shakeology cause I've always heard good things about it. She was like, yeah, girl, let's sign you up. So she, she got all my information and put it in. And then I got an email saying, welcome to the coaching family. And I was like, Whoa, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm not coaching. And she was like, well, it's just because you get the best discount if you're signed up as a coach. And I was like, well, I feel scammy doing it that way. So no thanks. (laughs) So I ended up not doing it, like not doing anything with it at all. I tried Shakeology for the one month and it was disgusting and it was super overpriced. And I was like, nope, not for me. (laughs) So I got out of that one pretty quick. Yeah. And then I signed up to do Plexus and in my town, I'm in Florida. And it's a beach town. And there are so many Plexus girls, especially like where I used to work. Um, It was a Christian ministry. And there were a lot of the women in that Christian ministry that wanted to be stay at home moms, because that's like the ultimate goal for Christian moms is I want to be the perfect stay at home mom and homeschool my children and homestead and have a farm and cows and stuff, chickens. So that was how they were doing. It was doing Plexus. And, um, the one gal got in before Plexus was a big thing here and super fast. She went up to Emerald and she took everybody with her. So I have chronic migraines and somebody said Plexus helps with migraines. And I was like, well, I've tried everything else. I might as well try this. Right. So I ended up getting hooked by a Hey Hun message and I signed up. I, I just wanted to buy Plexus. Right. But again, she signed me up as a distributor to get the best discount. And it was so expensive, like a hundred dollars a plus for a month. Oh, goodness. A hundred dollars plus for just one month. Yeah. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm spending too much money on this stuff. And I wasn't really seeing a whole big difference in my migraines because of it. So I told her, Hey, cancel, you know, go ahead and cancel me. I don't, I don't want to get it anymore. And she was like, yeah, girl, I can cancel for you. I can cancel. And I think I sent her like two or three messages like, hey, can you cancel this for me? And she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she never did. So I ended up calling the company and I was like, hey, look, I don't want it anymore. There's a 90 day money back guarantee. I want my money back. I don't want to do this anymore. So she, um, they refunded and everything. And then immediately that girl sent me a message and it was very condescending and very, I told you I'd do it. And then you didn't believe me. And blah, blah, blah. so that was rough. And yeah, then she, she saw me, that so. get taken out of her pay. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Exactly. She saw it get taken out of her paycheck and she was not happy about it. So, but even looking at like the peer, like the, the compensation plan for Plexus, like even just reading through it when I was just contemplating it because all my friends were making all this money in it, like looking at the compensation plan, I was like, this is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> like just reading it, like, yeah, because of like the pool and, and the, the emeralds and above or whatever, get however much money 
it's pooled and then they distribute it. It was. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Just reading that. I was like, that is the definition of a pyramid scheme. Like the people at the top have this pool of money and how, depending on how many people you got underneath you, you get it, you get a cut of the pie. So I don't know if they changed that or not. That was like, I don't know, probably five years ago. So they probably changed it by now to, to (laughs) appease the, the powers that be, but that was scammy. So that happened. Well then Mary Kay, Mary Kay was awful. I loved their products. And even when I was a premier designs jewelry lady, I had a Mary Kay lady, that gal that I signed up actually came to one of my parties, a jewelry party. And, um, we talked about kind of the similarities between premier designs and Mary Kay. And she was explaining why she loves it so much and all this stuff because they get 50% too. And it's a Christian based company too. And like all this kind of stuff. So I ended up going for a Mary Kay facial, um, right when their charcoal mask dropped, I think it was, I don't know. I was pregnant. I was very pregnant at the time. Um, I'm trying to remember which of my kids I was pregnant with to see how long ago I can't do the math on the fly. Anyways, I was very pregnant, went and got a facial and, um, she was like, Oh, well, if you want a discount, you should sign up, you get a 50% discount. And she was super close to getting her car. And I was one of those repeat customers. And I was, so I was like, well, I got to talk to my husband. So I went home and I asked him, I was like, Hey, can I do Mary Kay? And he was like, well, how did premier designs work out for you? And I was like, touche, touche. And I was like, so what if I was just, what if I just did Mary Kay for the discount? Like, would that be okay? Could you, would you get on board for that? And he was like, as long as you just do it for the discount and you don't actually sell it, I'd be okay with that. I was like, yeah, okay. I could do that. I could do that. So I called my Mary Kay lady back and I was like, Hey, how much money do I spend on average with you per year? And so she went in her little program and she pulled up my receipts and everything. And she told me an amount. And I was like, how much money would I have to spend to be just a consumer consultant, like just to get my products for a discount. And it was, it was about the same amount that I was already spending with her. And I was like, you know what? I'll sign up just to get the discount and then I'll get twice as much product for the amount that I'm spending and it'll be great. So I did that for a year and then I made the mistake. I, I can tell you exactly when the mistake was. It was a Tuesday night. I made the mistake of going to one of their Tuesday night meetings. Oh no. And it was rah, rah. It was brand new consultants come up and get your pin and do the pledge and like all this crazy. And it was very, very culty. And it even happened in a church. <laughs> like oh. it's one of those, <clears throat> it was, even, it was, and they were so good about being so enthusiastic and so excited and so pull you in and make you feel like love bombing so bad. Yeah. So, so bad. And I went to that meeting and I talked to my, the gal that I signed up under afterwards. And I was like, so I started cleaning houses on the weekends 
to make some extra cash? Could I make money by selling Mary Kay on the weekends instead of cleaning houses for extra cash? She was like, absolutely, you could. Definitely. (laughs) And it started out, I just wanted to do like a couple parties a month to make some extra cash. And then that turned into, I got involved in the Facebook group for the, the unit that we were in. And I kept getting suckered into needing inventory. That's a big thing that they push in Mary Kay is you cannot sell from an empty wagon. You have to have inventory. And I did the same exact thing that I did in Premiere. I got their credit card and I maxed it out quickly and they increased my limit and I kept getting more inventory. And when I quit last spring, I did the math and I had about $8,000 worth of inventory on my shelf. Like eight, I paid $8,000. I could have sold it for 16,000, but nobody was buying it. It was products that nobody bought. It was products that I didn't even use. So I couldn't even use it if I wanted to. It was products that were going to expire in the next, you know, six months or so. And I couldn't get it off my shelf fast enough. So when I quit, I ended up, I did a quick sale of some of the stuff. And I think I made maybe a thousand dollars off of what I sold. And then I ended up selling everything else that I had. I just wanted it out of my house. So I sold it to another gal in Mary Kay who was just getting into it. Um, I feel, I feel horrible because I'm the one that signed her up into Mary Kay and, um, she, she wanted to do it. She was going for it. She was trying like, she would, she would call me even knowing that I was out of the company. She would still call me asking for advice instead of our director because she wasn't getting answers. Oh, that's sad. And so I sold her every, it was probably $5,000 worth of stuff. I sold her and I sold it to her for, I think 500 bucks. And just to get it out of my house. Yeah. So I am still paying off the, the credit card that I opened with Mary Kay. Um, it's got probably 16,000 left on it that oh. I'm paying off. So it's, it's, it's a daily reminder of the stupidity that I did. And I, I hate that because it keeps me up. Like there, there are nights when it keeps me up at night. I'm like, I have to pay this off. I, I feel stupid. Like even just looking at those apps on my phone, like my, my bank app or the credit card apps on my phone for those two or for that one, I'm like, I feel so stupid just looking at it. So it's, it's definitely a daily reminder to never again. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Oh no. Just oh no. Yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. And like and I've had the mental toll that it takes to like have debt like that is just so yeah. much, especially debt that like you regret so much. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I was raised, don't get into debt. Like that was one of my dad's big things is you can't get into debt. It'll kill you. Yeah. And like, even now I'm like, yeah, it's killing me because it's giving me anxiety. Like I, 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 oh, it's awful. Like, and I have, I have plans made out. I am a waitress. And so I'm like, okay, I have to make this much money every single week to be able to pay this debt off. And if I don't have this much money by like Thursday or Friday, or if I'm not close, I have to pick up an extra shift at the, at the diner to be able to hit those payments, to be able to kind of start paying off this nonsense, yep. keep paying off this nonsense. So Ugh. yeah, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> what a crummy feeling to have. <clears throat> yeah. I'm really glad that was one of the things like I'm, I'm very much a people person. I'm very good with people, which is I'm, I'm a great waitress because I'm a great people person, but that's yeah. also what made me great at direct sales is I was a great people person people had like, people were, they were thrilled to have, uh, parties with me, like Mary Kay parties. Um, I had people tell me, Oh my gosh, that's the best Mary Kay party I've ever been to. And I've been to thousands and like, they had fun, but I'm so glad for some reason, nobody would sign up underneath me. And I was so mad when I was in Mary Kay. I was like, why will nobody sign up underneath me? And now I'm like, Oh, thank God. Nobody signed up underneath me. Like, I think I had three people sign up for like, well, yeah, three people sign up for me ever in Mary Kay. And I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. It's like when I did my last MLM, I really was just trying to sell the product. Cause like, I was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to be a pyramid scheme. So like, I really just want yeah. to sell the product and just like, like, I like sometimes would advertise like recruiting and stuff like that, but like, it wasn't really where my heart was. Right. And I'm so glad that that wasn't where my heart was because I only had one person sign up as like mm-hmm. a consultant and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you regret it. Like, yeah, I, I regret those three people. I can't imagine what people who have signed up thousands of people yeah. feel like, like that. Oh, that guilt is just awful. I know. Yeah. When I did Plexus, I think I had 20 people under me and it was like 20 over the whole time, but a lot of them. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, But like, it was like, I can't believe that I did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, there've been a couple of people that some of them are still in it and they know that I'm not in it anymore. That was real awkward. I ran into one of the directors that I was really close to um, a couple of weeks ago. I was shopping, grocery shopping, and I ran into her at the store, and she was like, hey, how are you? Are you getting back into Mary Kay anytime soon? I was like, no, no, I'm not, not at all, not ever, and she was like, oh, okay, well, have a great day. I was like, that's, that's all you wanted to ask me? That's, that's it? Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah, all you are is a dollar sign to those people. Yeah, and that, and absolutely. And they don't think that either. No, like, they don't. don't. You don't think that you're treating people mm-hmm. like dollar signs when you're in it. You're just like, oh, like yeah. that's something we had in common. So like I can talk to you yeah. about it. But like yeah. we're more than just our MLMs. We're more than that. Like mm-hmm. we have families, we have passions, we have lives. That is one thing that I will say for my my one of the directors that I was under, she was very 
Like I knew that I was just a dollar. Like I knew that I was a dollar sign to her, but it felt like she was making an effort for me to not be only a dollar sign. Yeah. At least she was making the effort. It, it, I wasn't because as soon as I quit Mary Kay, she quit talking to me, but it was because she was spending so much time in all of her other consultants. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, I think it's, I hate that it's pushed so much in the recruiting of Mary Kay. Yeah. They don't, they don't give you all the details. Like nor sometimes you'll get somebody who will tell you all the details. And I tried to be one of those people because I would tell them straight up, do you have, like, do you have to have inventory? And I said, no, you don't technically have to, but if you don't have inventory, you won't make money. And I would tell them, you know, and they would ask about quotas and I'd be like, yeah, there are quotas. Like there, there are quotas because if you say no, there's no quotas because technically you can go for a year without buying anything and still be technically part of the company. But if you want that 50% discount, you have to spend $250 to get the discount, Right. but they won't tell you that up front. Like nor I've heard directors in like, um, trainings that I was in, you would hear them say, do not talk about inventory or quotas during your recruiting pitch. They would straight up tell you, do not talk about it. And I always thought that was super scammy. I was like, why would you not tell them though? Like they're going to be mad at you if they find out later or they're going to feel obligated. It's just like the, the phrasing, right. You know, like it's not technically a quota, right. It's not technical that you need to have inventory. Like you can Mm -hmm. like have a party and order it all afterwards, but like no Mm -hmm. one wants to just flip through a magazine at a party. Right. Right. So it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So where do you feel like you're at now that you're like out of everything? Well, I've been out for a year. Um, I still, I'm still in the, I feel stupid stage. (laughs) Like I still, I still look at that time and like, but that's another thing of it is the toxic positivity that I was force fed in the MLM. Like, oh, well, there's, there's always good in the bad. So like, I will look at it and I'm like, you know, yes, I did learn some lessons, but I still feel so stupid. I still feel so duped. I still feel like a failure because, and they always, you know, hammer it into your brain. Oh, well, you're not a failure unless you quit. And I quit. So in my brain, I was like, well, I am a failure. All right, here we go. I'm a failure. So I'm still in that I feel stupid stage. Like I look at it and I look at the the credit card debt that I'm in and I look at the bills that I have to pay every month to, to keep those paid. And I just feel stupid. <laughs> so do you, so words. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you work all day and then try to record a podcast. I'm right. Like, How does my yep. work again? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so you've been out, you said like a year, right? Oh, it might've been. 
Yeah, it was a year. Yeah. So, it, how, well, technically it's been a year. Yeah. What have you like done to like kind of move past um, some of those feelings or like move through and like go through all of the feelings of, of leaving? Well, <laughs> probably not enough. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I burned a couple of books that I had read just for the MLMs. Ooh, which one? Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> a bunch of Rachel Hollis books oh. and there was a John Maxwell book that he put out just for network marketers oh, God. and I so like I John Maxwell now you know about dude. how he has that PhD program for Monet no yeah I do know that quote-unquote oh, PhD oh. program oh gosh that's awful see I know I know that he works with um one of the top Mary Kay national sales directors um she used to work for him so she always claims oh me and john maxwell were talking the other day and it's like oh don't don't flex that please don't that's just so i john maxwell has been ruined for me and uh eric worry 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 whatever his name is um he's he's written several networking network marketing books and he does like retreats and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um I I definitely burned his book because that was and like beach money is another one about network marketing that oh it was it's so because they rah 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 you through the book and then you get to the end and you're like yes I can do it so you'll message you know 25 people and then you get a couple of no's and you're like well that yeah. didn't work find me something else and like they rah 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 you through the book and then you're like yeah I can do it and then you're like do what (laughs) exactly exactly yes actually tell you anything to help you build a Mm -hmm. business it's all just like hypothetical bullshit to like yes make you think that you're learning something but you're not it's all just almost word salad Mm -hmm. yep and it's, it's a lot, it's word salad. That's in such a way that you feel like you've learned so much, but now looking back at it, I'm like, there was literally nothing in that book. Like there was just, you can do it. And then yeah. no, like they didn't tell you what it was. They just said, you can do it. Yeah. So. And like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. Oh, like, so. A lot of the books that mine had me read were stories that had mm-hmm. like some sort of magical ending and like you end up mm-hmm. like helping all of these people and getting all of this money but like you just somehow like it was like don't ask for people to like want to do your thing just like go out and help people and mm-hmm. like really what mm-hmm. I took away from that was send, spend all of your money on samples uh-huh and send out samples to anyone that you want oh because oh mm-hmm. I I was really into the go-giver I don't know if you ever read that oh one. I've I did not read it but I heard lots of good things about it from them <laughs> yeah well I mean like I, I still like kind of liked it like I liked the yeah behind it. like and I like the, yeah. the value to it which was you know give to people whenever you can like give without expectation and like Mm -hmm. I like that but like when it comes to multi-level marketing 
giving without expectation. There's so much expectation. When yes. you send out a sample, you like are hoping that they're going to want to buy your stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're like- going to want to buy this full thing. So I would break up one of the things in Mary Kay, they have this um, ridiculous um, mask that you can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like, it's one of those slimy, like creeper looking masks, you know, like the, the ones that you put on your face and you look creepy with it on. Is it like, like, the, like the pant? Like yeah, the it's a bio. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. It's got like a mesh yeah. thing that goes on your face. Yeah. So they sell those masks. It's a four pack for $70. What? And yeah, uh-huh, $70. When I open and up the package, do I get a massage with it? I know, right? I was like, there better be some hot man putting this on my face for me. Like, I know, mm -mm, I ain't doing this by myself. No, I scared the living daylights out of my husband with that mask that one time. It was the funniest thing I've ever, that was worth $70. The scaring my husband, that was worth $70. Yes. But, but it was $70, right? So I had a ton of this mask because at some point they did a flash sale on it. So because in Mary Kay, you make 50% profit. So in the book, it costs $70. So as a consultant, we bought it from the company for $35. So at one point they did a flash sale on it and you could buy 13 of these masks for like, I don't even remember what the sale was, but it was like, I don't know, $30 instead of 35, something, it wasn't that big of a discount. Yeah. But you could buy 13 of them at this flash sale price. So, because apparently Mary Kay Ash's favorite number was 13. So if they do a flash sale that you could buy 13 of them normally. So I was like, yes, I can do that. So I bought 13 of these $70 masks and I never sold one of them. Oh no. So I still have a bunch on my shelf, but I ended up for a while there, I was giving one of those sheet masks as a hostess gift. If you hosted a party party with me, you got one of those masks. Um, I was doing them as a gift with purchase. If you spent so much money, you could get one mask for free, but I gave away probably five boxes of those masks and I still never sold any. That's $18 a mask. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I still never sold any. Oh my gosh, that's so much money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like yep. the markup on this stuff is so insane. When you could go to Target and buy something yeah. that's probably just as good for a like a fraction. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like they're less than ten dollars. I got my I bought my my oldest daughter. She just turned nine. Uh I just bought her like six of those from Target for 20 bucks. Like you can get them for so much cheaper. Don't spend $70 on four masks. That's stupid. Yeah. So yeah. uh, Yeah. There's, there's so many of those little things that I look back and I was like, "Mm, why did I buy that? There's no, and my, my cabinet in the bathroom is still full of Mary Kay stuff because I'm trying to just use it before it goes bad. And every time I open that cabinet to like brush my teeth, I'm like, ah, there it is. Lovely. (laughs) Yeah. My, I, I'm doing the same thing with my Arbonne stuff. I have Mm -hmm. so much stuff and I've just been giving it to people like, Uh like, oh, will you use this? Because literally my fiance is like, it makes me physically angry when I see the Arbonne symbol in the house. Yep. 
mm-hmm. and like I have like a full like skincare set on the bathroom counter because I have like three of them and I'm like it was like so expensive yeah I can't not use these I can't just throw mm-hmm. them away but mm-hmm. now I'm like, barely using it because it makes me like and now I question all of the products because I'm oh, like, absolutely it's really like like I put so much trust into this company to have this good mm-hmm. product but like how good is it really? Like, is it really even doing anything? Yeah. Yeah. And you get so, you get so brainwashed into thinking this is the best product. Like in Mary Kay, there's a Facebook page where all the consultants can join this Facebook page and you can ask questions. And like, if new products come out, they like consultants will ask questions about these new products. And like, you'll get consultants that are asking questions like, Oh, this customer has rosacea and what line is best for her? And it's like, these are questions you should be asking a doctor, right? Like go see a dermatologist and get something for your skin there. But they're like, no, no, this is the best. And like, they'll like, they're using their customers as guinea pigs. And towards the end, that was something that I was really seeing a lot of, like, I was noticing it a lot more because I was like, why, why? Like, and a lot of them are like, oh, well I have uh, this pregnant customer what can she not use? Like, what is, is there anything unsafe for pregnant women? Excuse me. And, um, she was like, like, you'd get random answers. Like, Oh, well I asked my, uh, OB and she, she said, as long as there's no, uh, I can't even pronounce like the acid for, um, acne, salis, salicylic. I don't know what you pronounce it. I don't know what it's called, but like, you can't use acne products while you're pregnant. And another one was like, oh, well, mine said that was fine. And just to not use this. And it's like, that's a question that she should be asking her doctor. Right. Because her doctor knows her needs, not some random Mary Kay lady that she met at a, you know, uh, craft show. Like, don't ask a lady that you met at the craft show about your skin needs while you're pregnant. I just, I feel like that's scammy. That's kind of scummy. Yeah. yeah I totally agree oh all right is there anything else that you want to touch upon before we wrap it up for today um I mean I know that I said that I beat myself up a lot about it earlier and and I I'm learning to be better about it because I've posted in um a couple of like reddit threads and that kind of stuff um just kind of touching on my story a little bit because like people will ask know well how do you it's like you know I've got all this credit card debt from Mary Kay and I feel stupid and so many people will come up under the thread and they're like you're not stupid like you made a bad decision yeah like you made a you made a bad decision but you're not stupid you're learning from it and I'm trying to take that to heart I'm trying to really really take that to heart and just remember that yes it was a horrible decision that I made Mm-hmm. but I have learned so much from it and eventually I will start my own podcast or my own YouTube channel or something and be able to talk about it right now. I can't because of where my husband works. It, I'm not allowed. <laughs> it's, 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 it's weird, random stuff, but eventually <laughs> I plan on talking about it and just being like, look, this is what happened. Um, it's, it's incredibly 
incredibly predatory. It's so especially, yeah, especially for the mom groups. And like when I, both of the main companies that I joined, I was at least six months pregnant. And like, I feel like you want to yes, see exactly. Kids. Exactly. You're like, okay, well, I'm about to be like my first one. I was about to be a brand new mom. And I was like, I want to be home for my baby, but I was already home for my baby. I just, cause I, I didn't have to work back then. My husband was well paid back then and I didn't have to work. It was just, I wanted to scratch that entrepreneurial bug that I had. Yes. I wanted to, I wanted to do that. And uh, now when I see people claim that they're their own boss and they're, they own a, like, oh, national bosses day was last week. And all of the people still that are on my friends list that were with Mary, that are still with Mary Kay, they were like national bosses day. It's great to be my own boss. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 ma'am. You're not like, I hate to burst your bubble, but that's not even kind of true. Yeah. So like, I just also yeah. like, you don't hear anyone that like actually owns their own business going around being like, well, I'm a business owner. <laughs> right. Well, and that was like, so last year I decided I was going to try doing, um, crafting. So I made, um, the glitter tumblers for a little while Ooh, and glitter pens. And I, I still make the glitter, some of the glitter stuff, um, with resin, but like, I wasn't posting about it constantly and be like today I made this cup pretty and like I would post pretty pictures of the cup and if people had questions they would just ask but like with a lot of these companies like you can't just post a picture of a pink drink and people are like oh that's gorgeous what is that like they have to tell a story like they have to have some random story that ties into their pink drink or the picture has nothing to do with the story that they just told they're just like they tell a random story about something crazy that the children said they're like and they said it because of plexus and I'm like well maybe you shouldn't be giving your children plexus I mean just a thought yeah so um definitely if you haven't listened yet like you should definitely go back and listen to like my episode and then the two episodes titled plexi bestie uh, oh yes you'll, you'll get a real interesting <laughs> story out of that um yeah I it's oh people are crazy yes <laughs> people yep. are crazy and I feel bad for them too because like being on the outside now looking in I remember how brainwashed I was into thinking that this was normal right like I, it comes up in my, my Facebook memories all the time. I'm like, Oh, why did I post that? Like, that's cringy. Why, why would I ever think that was okay to post? And I see friends doing it now still. And I'm like, no, there's a better way. Please don't. (laughs) And now I just like watch everyone that's like posting all these income claims or all these health claims. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh no, please. Yeah. That was, that was super random. I was thinking about that last night. It's, I don't even know if it's technically on topic, but like last night I was like thinking about back when I was in premiere, one of the big things or Mary Kay too. One of the big things that they pushed is, oh, you get paid on the spot. Like if you sell a mascara, you get 
like if you sell a mascara for $15, you get $7.50 in your pocket, right? Like that's your profit. You get paid that night. And now being a waitress, like being a waitress, I'm like, I take my tips home every night. Like I get paid on the spot with my tips. So that's not because they were like, they make it sound like that's the only way that you get paid night of your, like when you, like, because she used to use the example, oh, if I need diapers on the way home, I'll just use my, my jewelry money and take it right back and like, take it right to the store and get some diapers on my way home. And now as a waitress, I'm like, I do the same thing. Like I take my tips home. I'm getting paid day of, like, it's not the only career where you'd get paid day of. Right. So they make it sound so so exclusive and stuff. It's still the same thing. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like you're, you're taking the money that you earn from working. Exactly. To to pay for the things like that's the way our society works. (laughs) Right. Well, and she's like, yeah, she made it sound like you were broke going into the party and like, you don't have any money in your bank account. And I like, even now thinking about it, about it, I was like, well, if you're a successful jewelry lady, why are you going to the party broke? Right. Right. Like, are you not making money from your other parties? I'm confused. So I just, it's, we know that you are usually actually broke and just pretending to like live this lavish lifestyle that they push. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that Mm -hmm. you were kind of bringing up to me that I know I've brought up in other podcasts is that it really sounds to me like you also were getting hit by the like dopamine hits of yes everything yep yeah I have really bad ADHD so like (laughs) the rah-rah like the love bombs and stuff like I'd come home from those literally crying my eyeballs out because I was so excited because somebody was like somebody gave me a sash and I was like yes I got a sash tonight Ah, yes they love me yeah oh yeah I was chasing that dopamine someone could give me like a lucky penny and I'd be like oh my gosh I earned this (laughs) yes exactly and like it's real okay so I don't know if you've ever listened to the dream podcast oh yeah uh is it the dream where they talk about like they started out talking about um the uh the pyramid scheme that the lady was in yeah and they like she talks about how they um they they couldn't pass around all the money without like they them buying something so they would give them the rose yes I still have it's in my craft room right now I still have I don't even know why I haven't burned the dang thing (laughs) I still have the rose that I got my first night in Mary Kay when I went to that first Tuesday night meeting like because I was a new consultant they gave me the new consultant pin and they gave you a pink wooden rose and I still have it you should keep that for when you do your anti-MLM YouTube channel or something. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be like my, my magic wand. Like my, my CC Suarez has the, um, the red flag that she waves. Yeah. I'll wave my pink rose around. That'll be my thing. But like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like I, that made that part of the podcast, um, in the dream, it made me ball my eyeballs out I was crying so hard because I was like that's it that's what I got duped into I got duped into a pyramid scheme and they gave me a rose that's all I got out of this nonsense was a rose and a bunch of dead <laughs> oh my gosh yep oh all the like I literally have a plexus pen right here like yep how uh-huh. like, like how much yeah 
little garbage that they give us that we mm -hmm. were like, yay! Yes! Like, yes, and like they would have you wear, um, they did like the, the Queen's, for our weekly meetings, they did Queen's Court of Sales, where whoever sold, if you sold anything this week, stand up. And so if you sold anything, you'd stand up. Okay, if you sold more than $100, keep standing. If you sold more than and they'd keep going up until the last man standing. And then whoever was the last man standing literally got to wear a fake diamond tiara for the rest of the night. Oh my God. Talk and about And then rah, you got rah. to pick. Exactly. And then you got to pick out like they had like this gift table in the back and you got to pick any of these gifts, but it's like dollar store crap, like dollar store jewelry and like just and like either that or it was retired products which are expired products that they couldn't sell anymore technically. So they would give it away to the consultants for free. They were like, 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 let me take a kindergarten treasure chest and yes. make it Mary Kay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly like that. Like I'm going to put some more sparkle in it because these women love sparkles. That was it. But it was so like, it was so rah-rah and, and I hated it. <laughs> and they like kind of make you feel like you need to like whatever it is that they like. Like mm -hmm. my Arbon team was really into these like weird earrings. And like, I, mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm like, I've been wearing the same earrings, not the same exact ones. Like I've changed. Right, right, right. But like, I've been wearing <laughs> the same exact style of earrings since high school. Like mm -hmm. I wear these same ones. And yeah. they were like, get these, like earrings that have these like triangles on them like ironically <laughs> like get these triangle earrings and I was just like those are ugly like I'm not gonna wear those giant like almost like guitar picks like bigger mm -hmm. than guitar picks um earrings like it's just not me it's not my style like if you wear those like whatever that's that's fine but I do think right it's that they were wearing pyramid earrings um and like they like want you to like all the same things like and it's all just mm -hmm. the same basic like white girl stuff and I'm just like yeah oh my gosh like first of all like breathe in some culture yes <laughs> anywhere yes. Like, not to like culturally appropriate anything but like you know right I'm just like <laughs> yeah yeah we're we're not all the we're not all the same bitches. we don't all have to be yeah. cookie cutter exactly like, we can like different things we can like different styles and mm -hmm. like I don't know it just feels like they're just trying to like form you into like little versions and it is they're trying to make everyone oh, yeah. into little versions of themselves mm -hmm. so that way yep. you keep going yep oh yeah all right all right I need to get going. I okay. am starving, but do you have any final <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Just don't join a pyramid scheme. <laughs> You'll regret it, I promise. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. I really, really appreciate you sharing your story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if anyone else wants to come on and share their story, you can email me at fromhunstohumans at gmail.com or you can add me on my podcast Instagram at hunt, no, from hunts to humans. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I hope everyone has a great day and thank you for listening.